0: I, I think the we'll, we'll go with the with the into the new relationship because i think it's an important aspect and you and you um uh, because i listen to your podcast you know quite frequently uh, you you talk about this a lot where the most important thing that even i had to realize and i've talked with my current wife about is that we as a couple we need to stop we need to stop thinking that we have to complete each other And 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 really, the way you say it, it just—it, I mean, it's like I knew that, right? It was Mm -hmm. in the back of my head. I knew that, but I still felt like, you know, coming from a divorce, you're wanting to do everything you possibly can to make this thing, this thing work. But it's it's all in the wrong aspect, and if you can't get yourself together first. There's no way you're gonna get their relationship together. Mm. And so we, you know, with whatever problems that we've we've gone through through our through the current marriage has definitely been, you know, we can't we can't rely on each other to complete the other person because that I mean, the, just the the sheer stress about failing. Oh.
1: what is up everyone just one half of the uh host for the journey beyond divorce podcast this is scott print if you're a regular listener thank you for uh joining us again for another episode if you're a new listener with the podcast the journey beyond divorce myself and my regular co-host Miriam, we're just creating a safe space for you as an individual we're working to create a tribe for individuals to know that they're not on their own they're not on their own separate island that nobody else has been on before. Uh, we're working to provide tools and different skills that myself and Miriam have utilized in regards to go through our journey beyond divorce and just provide that to you, our audience. On today's episode, we have the pleasure of having Dr. Garrett Goggins come on, be a co-host with myself. Uh, Miriam, during this episode, had some things that she had to take care of so she wasn't available to be on like she normally is. So Dr. Uh, Goggins and I talk about the power of mindset, um, what that does for you as an individual and how that really plays into what you perceive, what you see and how it affects the journey beyond divorce. Um, It's just very interesting when we start looking at things and how powerful your mindset is in everything that you have within life, everything that you do within life. Uh, So it's just uh, a powerful perspective. So hopefully you get another perspective that you can take and look at and kind of see what you may need to work on, what may need to be touched upon for your life to help with the journey beyond divorce Uh, as we say thank you guys for your support if you find value in the uh, the podcast all we ask is that you share with somebody else that you know that could be uh, beneficial to help them on their journey beyond divorce as sharing is a way that works to grow the podcast And it allows us to reach more individuals to truly create a large tribe for individuals to understand that it's okay. They're going through something that many, many other individuals have gone through. So thank you guys for your time. We hope you enjoy the episode and we'll catch you guys later. It's thinking right now, it's being slow. There we go. We're live. We're live over here too. We got dual and uh, stream, streams going on right now. So, dual well, <laughs> streams.
0: All right, y'all. We're trying something different today. Two podcasts at one time.
1: Hey, so, uh, Scott Brandt with the uh, Journey Beyond Divorce. And I've got a special co host today, Garrett Goggins. Um, he does have his own podcast too. I'll let him talk about that a little bit. But uh we decided to team up today because my normal co-host, Miriam, said she had some other stuff going on. So I was like, hey, go do what you need to. Um, I'll find somebody that will jump on here. And so now we're going uh, dual stream here. So it's very interesting.
0: <laughs> it is very interesting. And so you got me with Moving Upstream, a paddle, paddle, did you guys see Scott before? He's been on here quite a few times um, with, Mir- with Miriam and then with, with Patrick. So um, we're really just kind of kicking off the 30 days of podcasting, Mm -hmm. podcasting every single day.
1: (laughs) I've got another one, though, because uh, Patrick and I with uh, two native sons, uh, we have another podcast that we're launching. So everything that we've done with the Dreamer Cypher, that's what we're stripping down. But that one we have uh, called it Silence the Inner Fucker. (laughs) Um, so it's one of those things that it's just having the real conversations, showing up unscripted, being true, real, and just being being yourself and whatnot. Right. So it's uh, one of those very unique things. But we both are working together as the collaborative units. Um, and so we do have to give a shout out to our first sponsor with everything that we're doing, Tabala Mexican Cuisine. Jasper Axelrad runs that truck. Um, so give her a shout out. I actually... Hung out with her last night, saw her in her zone. Um, She was working with Black Hat Distillery in regards to some different things with planning process for, stuff coming down the pipeline with uh, Colorado and uh, the fun aspect of COVID and whatnot. But I want to give a shout out to her. Had some uh, King's chicken uh, quesadilla last night. Whew, that was delicious. So uh, we want to thank Jasper for just jumping on and trusting us. And um, we just look at it as another way to really give full exposure to a lot of people on a platform that a lot of people don't understand or, they look at it and they're kind of scared when it comes to podcasting. So yeah, absolutely. And I remember when you had started your own, um, I was freaked out. <laughs> freaked out. That first conversation, you're like, I've spent a whole day on 24 seconds, and uh, I don't know what to do.
0: This <laughs> two the two minute intro took me about three four hours, and yeah. So, but you no know, growth is good. It's a good. It's a good thing. Growth.
1: Mm hmm. So um, Gary, you've gone through a divorce um, and you are married now. Um, but when what was your experience like when you went through that divorce process?
0: So that so mine was probably a little bit different than most because it's not only did I go through a, a divorce, I went through getting laid off. Mm. And so I was kind of combating the two at the same time. Um, so the whole, that whole, that whole time period was really a blur, right? So it was April of, of 2009. Um, my ex-wife, my wife at the time just informed me that, that she wanted a divorce. And then in November of two thousand nine, and you know, within Colorado, you you have to go through this ninety day period mm, of, yep, yep. of of the divorce aspects, and my divorce actually didn't finalize until January of two thousand ten. Mm. So I was go- had to deal with both of those: November being laid off and then going through the divorce at the same time. So it was a whole lot of a of a blur. But what I you know what I do remember and is that. Um, I didn't want to go through the divorce in a way that was going to be extremely bitter because we have we have the the, the boys, the, the, uh, our kids, and I didn't. We both didn't want it to be this this argument, this match about who's you know who's going to do what and who's going to do this, and we really just wanted to make it as as um, as simple as possible and just work together. It, it actually got to the point where we, you know, flat out told the judge and everybody at the thing was like, we're just, we're doing it our way. This mm. is the way we want to do it. We've come up with an agreement. And, you know, the judge kind of gave us some, some pushback on that. Like, are you sure this is what you want? And like, yeah, this is definitely what we want. And um, so it was, it was, it was very amicable really the divorce mm. that that part, but, there's just other aspects you know that we've talked about, and I think we talked about um, amongst different groups that we you just go through this whole, dude, I suck? Because mm. maybe not only am I going through the divorce, I got laid off and I'm, like, I'm just yeah. I'm about as worthless as worthless can be, right? Woo. So that yeah, it was it was a pretty tough time
1: and uh it, it's a unique approach um when you look at that because i know Miriam's talked in regards to the whole aspect she's like why does the say I have to be involved in everything that i do why do they need to know everything um and i know that was the big thing that she was very very angry on uh, but with you talking you guys talked to the judge said this is what we want to do and the judge is like are you sure it's like <laughs> No, no, we're just telling you this to uh, freaking—I don't know. Maybe you'll feel good about yourself. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I think I, a lot of people feel that way, but I, I believe that the reason why the state and and courts get involved and they're really is because not everybody is going to go through that. Divorces can be ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're not as simple as as some people, you know like as, as uh, my ex and I made it out to be, or as maybe as Miriam and her ex put it out to be, some of them are just downright nasty. Yeah. And so you need this person to come in as a mediator and kind of sort out the bullshit, right? Just, yeah. you know, okay, you can go stand in your corner, you can go stand in your corner, this is the way it's gonna happen. And I think sometimes it's just when you're going through the process, depending on whatever judge or, or whoever you get, they don't necessarily distinguish the fact that not all divorces are gonna be that way. Yeah, So.
1: and I think it's one of those things, it's the whole experience, um, you start getting jaded and like the court systems, like we go through all these divorces all the time. Um, and then I think sometimes it could be they have this worst case scenario idea in their mind of everything gonna blow up. And then they get somebody that's like, no. And then it really surprises them and catches them off guard. And they're like,
0: are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, this is exactly what we want. Yeah. And I mean we set out, it was it was a very interesting divorce. Very interesting. I mean we use we, we actually used the, the same lawyer. It was because we we really all we needed a lawyer for was just to, to get through the, the red tape, right? To do the paperwork yeah. and and um, and so he was just basically you just realize that if you guys argue I'm Mm. done, and I I can't do the two of you. So we just really lucked out, and and we really set out. And I think that even afterwards, we, um, you know, we we kind of said, you know, we're gonna do things in a certain way, and all because of the the kids Mm. and how we wanted the kids to. um, And were were we perfect at that? No, not not at all. You know, there were times that arguments happened because, again divorce is just, a, it's just a stressful situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and at that time in 2009, uh, the economy was crap. Mm-hmm. You know, she was, she had lost her job just before and then I lost mine. And so we're trying to get finances figured out and going through the, it was, it was a terrible time, yeah. terrible
1: time. And I know as long as I've known you, it's interesting to see the transformation that has taken place for you. Um, and so, I've talked and I've brought this up that the story that I had to deal with was I'm not worthy. Um, and so uh, I don't know if that was the same story that you had dealt with or what was your thought process in regards to the story that you had and now where you're at with really turning that down to being a mindset coach. Right.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I guess like I that I felt completely just like, I'm not even so much unworthy, but like, I just didn't have, I didn't have anything to offer. Right. Mm. Right? And, and so I really got into this, this place where, uh, I didn't think very highly of, of, of me as a, as a person, and not because I was a bad person by any means, but just like, I really had nothing to, to offer, Mm. you know, the workforce or, or relationship. And, um, and i really kind of went into this this shell at that point and just was very um yeah very withdrawn right and not so quick to get into relationships or or anything like that and it wasn't until you know years later so we're talking you know my whole my whole transition started in um well started in 2018 and i really ramped it up in 2019 so you're talking 10 years later, I was walking, you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. I was walking in this, this mindset of I really had nothing to offer the world. Um, I mean, I had gotten a job and I'm just great at my job, awesome work ethic. So I was going through all that. But then in relationships, I didn't really feel like I had much. And then, I mean, just for full transparency, too, because then my, my current wife and I, um, that showed up in, the, in, in our relationship. Mm and um, just come just you know not really to put myself out into that relationship mm-hmm. and so it's really interesting how a divorce says you know how you deal with, with what you currently have and so we actually we went through a lot of trials and tribulations you laughing?
1: I'm laughing because we got Patrick Massey over here giving shout outs so he first says uh, two native sons <laughs> All caps with all uh, exclamation points, and then he's uh, giving a shout out to you. To no paddle needed. (laughs) No paddle paddle (laughs) needed. Shout out to Patrick joining on this one. Uh, That's why I was laughing over here because Patrick, he uh, one time we were doing the roundtable, and I was doing a watch party. So anybody that's watching this, um, go ahead and share it. Share it as a watch party. Just know that I won't see the comments. Um, But that was something that I was listening to today for uh, Travis Brown, who's big in podcasting. He was saying that while you're live streaming, let people know, hey, share it. Because the best way for us to grow, it's not the reviews that people leave. It's actually sharing it. Um, Because he's like, if you have an average audience listeners of 500 each episode and 10% shares your podcast, that's 50 new people potentially that hears it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so anybody that's watching this, um, the biggest thing for us is it's the sharing piece, Um, especially with the podcast. It's all word of mouth. Right. um legitimately that's how it grows and whatnot right. but it's it's well it's funny because i've seen this before i've, I've in some different groups uh, tony robbins group dealing with singles and whatnot and there's a woman that's always on there talking about how she's like Why does my ex-spouse get to be happy? Why did he get in a new relationship? And I just feel like I'm not worthy worthy of anything. Um, And so, like, that whole conversation, like you talked about, you went from the divorce, got into your new, uh, your marriage, current marriage, and it kind of mirrored itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's that mindset piece that is huge with getting in and destroying that so that way it doesn't come with you. Right. Um, and so with everything that you're doing with the transitional period and getting into the mindset piece as a mindset coach, now that you see that, because you did have a friend that you talked to who was going through potentially thinking about calling it quits with his wife. Mm-hmm. You sat down and talked to them and they had a change of perspective or a, a change of mindset or whatever it was. Yeah. So where you're at now and for individuals that are watching this, listening to this, what advice or what would you suggest to them as individuals if they're on this journey beyond divorce or even, I would say even people that are in a new relationship or that are currently married. Um, what would you suggest or what would you maybe bring up to them?
0: I, I think the, we'll, we'll go with the, with the into the new relationship because I think it's an important aspect and you, and you, um, cause I listen to your podcast, you know, quite frequently, uh, you, you talk about this a lot. Where the most important thing that even I had to realize, and I've talked with my current wife about, is that we, as a couple, we need to stop. We need to stop thinking that we have to complete each other. And <laughs> and and really, w- the way you say it, it just it. I mean, it's like I knew that, right? It was mm-hmm. in the back of my head. I knew that, but I still felt like you know, coming from a divorce, you're wanting to do everything you possibly can to make this thing, this thing work, but yep it's all in the wrong aspect. And if you can't get yourself together first, there's no way you're going to get the relationship together. Mm. And so we, you know, with whatever problems that we've, we've gone through through our the current marriage has definitely been, you know, we can't, we can't rely on each other to complete the other person because that, I mean, the, just the, the sheer stress about failing oh. in that aspect is like, especially since you've been through a divorce already, and so you know with my current wife this is her her first marriage like the person being married but when you've gone through a divorce to put that on somebody to say i have to complete this other person but i failed in my first relationship Mm. how much more so do you really need to separate that and say look i'm going to complete myself i'm going to do whatever i can to make myself happy with with me because how can i expect you to be happy with me if i'm not happy with myself right yeah and so we we've had these conversations and and we do kind of have our own little you know she's going after her business and going and doing that and i'm going after mine and then we're just meeting in the middle you know we we bounce our ideas off of each other and it's it it's what makes that relationship work then you you know again you're complimenting each other you have a mastermind group within your marriage And not a reliance group within the marriage Mm -hmm. and it's it's it's, as you would say scott it's a beautiful thing
1: (laughs) and uh it's one of those things because i was listening to a podcast on the way over here and uh, it was john kim who he calls himself the angry therapist and he ends up talking about we have to redefine love um because you have to look at it and it's what new experiences do you want you got to look at it and say okay what experiences do I want from this instead of what type of person do I want? It's what experiences do I want to attain from this relationship, this experience piece? And then he said that, and this really kind of blew me away and it kind of punched me in the face too. He's like, you know what? You really don't know what's healthy until you've gone through some of that unhealthy. And I was like, Oh man. Um, But that's the thing though. When you start looking at that, some people will not do the work and go through the shit and the muck to say, okay, what do I need to learn from that current situation or the previous situation? And what do I need to bring forward coming into that new relationship, the new piece and whatnot. Um, and then he talks about people will hop, go from one situation to the next slowly pad it up um, and they don't really do the work. Mm-hmm. And so it's funny because I've heard people talk about, well, my ex, they got a house. They got nice cars. I see them, and I was listening, and I held up my finger, and the person's like, "I know what you're gonna say," but they continue to talk, and then I was like, "Okay, what well, what was I gonna say?" And they were like, "Well, how do you know he's they're truly happy?" Mm-hmm, right. <laughs> I was like, "Well, if you knew my knew the question and knew the answer, what's your perspective? What what are you doing here?"
0: Right. Well, but, and that's true though because. And and that's and that's not even just in in failed relationships or what that's in any really you know, in friends. I just had a conversation with my kids the other day about you know teenage kids can be pretty pretty mean, pretty ruthless, mm-hmm. and I was you have to think about before you go off and and assume that somebody can handle something you're saying to them. You have no idea what's going on up in their mind or mm-hmm. in their heart, for that matter. So you know he may. He or she may look happy, but, you know, there's, there's another aspect, too, that even in relationships, our self-image is only going to let us go so far. And so why do we keep going back to the same type of person? Mm-hmm. Because we believe that's the only kind of person that we're worthy of having. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, that, if your ex-spouse is stuck in that, that cycle, they probably aren't happy.
1: Yeah, and it's a uh, man. It's just one of those shocking things, but it's also the fact that it's a lot of the internal work. Um, like I tell people, you got to make yourself happy. The this saying I really dislike a lot times a thousand is "happy wife, happy life." I'm like, you cannot. No, we got to quit this shit. It's like who said this was? Hey, this is a great saying. I'm like, oh well, somebody that was freaking not. Uh, sure about themselves mm-hmm. and they're relying on the other person to freaking make them happy and whatnot. And I'm like, and then just look at how that gets passed down generation to generation. Um, and then if there's nothing that cuts it off, that's just a vicious cycle that we just constantly see over and over and over again. Um, and that relationship piece, it's you've got to figure out, you've, you've got to cut it off. Um, and so, the shit that happened and you don't like, you've got to figure out, okay, this is the experiences that I need to learn. This is the experience that I need to grow from. Mm-hmm. But how many people really want to do that? That's the toughest
0: part. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I think people want the change. They don't want to put in the work to do it. And really the effort isn't like huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, to, to, to overwrite the programming, I actually had a, a conversation on a previous podcast that's going to be released probably tomorrow um the general you know i even in my mind with 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 where i've come and i've I've come so far even my mind was like to to re to reprogram your you as a person Mm -hmm. is going to take time and he flat out said no it doesn't think about how you you know reset your phone back to factory mode right Mm -hmm. it's just the press of the button and the coding aspect is there reprogramming you doesn't have to be intensive. It doesn't have to take years and, and, and decades. It, it can be more of an instantaneous type of thing, but it's all up here, right? It's, yeah. until you can get this right, nothing else is gonna flow.
1: Yeah, uh, and I think that's, that's powerful too, but it's also like a lot of people are like, this isn't what I want in the next relationship. You should be focusing on this is what I want in the next relationship because what you focus on expands. Right. Um, Right. But it's funny because you've got to understand people look at life through a different lens. They're looking at different things. So you've got to understand the lens that they're looking from is what drives them. Right. Um, And don't get mad and whatnot. But I have to laugh because it's just like people are so hard pressed on their stance that they don't want to step off and look at it from a different direction for potentially because they have to look in the mirror right. and be like, shit, this was my doing. <laughs> right.
0: Well, and it's, it always is right. There's just because I mean, we, it's so easy to pass the blame and say my, my relationship failed because my spouse cheated on me. Mm. Okay. Well, was there a reason? I mean, and I'm not saying that there has to be, I'm just saying, you know, you can go back and be like, was there not enough time spent? You know, was, were you a workaholic? And so she went somewhere or vice versa. I mean, there's always two sides to every story. And to really kind of understand that, that there, you know, there's a relationship takes two people. So that Mm -hmm. two people were involved in the actions. So. Yep. yeah Stop and i'm pointing the finger and say okay well what what role that i play in it and how can i change my yep. my paradigm part of it
1: that's the biggest thing but it's also going into the relationship and understanding that it's a hundred hundred um because you'll have people that will go in 50 50. well if you get in a fight it's a hundred percent that you're trying to delve out here and um it's like okay you are 53 percent responsible i'm only 47 responsible for this right. and the other person's like screw you buddy no, this is not my doing. Um, and so, if you go in with that idea of hundred hundred, then the fight's going to be a lot less because you're a hundred percent responsible. They're hundred percent responsible and whatnot.
0: Right, Even and that, definitely with with my current marriage, there's something that we figured out. You know, and it's, it's taken us a while. Um, is when we do get into an argument or a fight, and and we're both pretty headstrong, so our our fights are pretty good, (laughs) but we look at it and we say, when we come back together after that, we can pinpoint, this is where I went wrong. And she said, and this is where I went wrong. And I'm sorry about that. You know, instead of lashing out or Mm -hmm. deflecting or whatever, you know, psychological term you want to, you want to (laughs) throw out there, I had my part in that argument Mm -hmm. and it could have been diffused, but I chose to do this yeah. and then the reaction, And she chose to do that and blah, and it just goes from there. So yeah, it's, it's, you're both a hundred percent responsible a hundred percent of the time.
1: Yeah. Well, and I find this interesting. So like I, I pulled out a couple of books that I'm reading and whatnot. This one is moonshots Creating a world of abundance uh, by Naveen Jain. And some of those, he, he talks about quantum physics and all that. And they were talking that they've seen experiments that they've seen waves actually travel back in time. I was like, oh, it took me five times to read that in about 15 minutes to really simmer. And I was like, okay, it makes sense because when you start oh, expanding your mind, you start looking at things differently. You start tearing down the paradigms that may have been stuck in your head. You can start looking at things differently and be like okay it does kind of make sense i still don't fully understand but it does um and they taught their life think about it you could potentially have the cause before the effect <laughs> i was like oh my goodness <laughs> but in here he's talking about our mindset is a mind-boggling powerful entity it is entirely responsible for the world we've created and people are like i didn't create this your thoughts did did. and it will define uh the world we'll live in tomorrow in the end we will uh, realize either the world we fear to imagine or the world we dare to dream and i was like no way no way so anybody that's listening that will be in the show notes i'll put an affiliate link that way you can go check out the book I highly suggest uh, people really need to start reading and whatnot. Oh, they, do. they um, do. But the sad fact is a lot of people read less than a full book a year, which I don't understand. Um, but that's also me. I'm a very vivacious reader. Um, I've, I've, Along with Moonshots, I've also got this one by Jay Shetty. Uh, Think like a monk, train your mind for peace and purpose every
0: day. <laughs> I actually I tried to... I- Because I was I hated reading. And and I started getting to the personal development, I started reading books, and then I began to love it. And so and then understanding, you know, the paradigm aspect, I always go, and if you know anything about a paradigm, is when we say I hate reading, it's just an opinion. Mm. And you don't really, yeah. You have somewhere in your past told yourself enough times and I always I took it back to when I was in school because I didn't want to do the work I wanted to go outside and do whatever so I didn't want (coughs) to excuse me I didn't want to do the reading assignment so I started telling myself that I hate reading I hate reading Mm. I hate reading and it just kind of stuck with me and then it just just like anything like we're talking about with the mindset when you flip that yeah and you start telling yourself actually reading is not so bad I quite enjoy reading and mm-hmm. whether you' you believe you do or not, your subconscious mind is gonna kick in and go, okay, we like to read. let's do it. yeah. So
1: it, it, it's so surprising because the thing is people have to understand that by reading, it is a way to cut down your learning curve.' Mm-hmm. You're, you're learning from somebody's experience maybe of 30 years. Um, but I laugh because I'll see people that are like, what's the best relationship book I should read? I'm like, the best relationship book would be getting into the personal development realm and working on yourself.
0: Self, yeah.
1: um, but it's one of those crazy things that people are always trying to find an answer, trying to find something. And um, when I look at the relationship piece, your your gift that's really going to strengthen the relationship is by getting into personal development and working on yourself. Because if you're working on yourself, you're going to give permission to the other person that, hey, it's okay that you can also grow um but john kim he said this was also very mind-boggling too he's like when you get to the point where you're both comfortable that's actually a detriment to you because without any like pain or anything like that you're not growing
0: right
1: um and i was like oh man because think about how many people have a comfortable relationship because they don't they look at fighting as being a bad thing and if people would look at it that when you're in a mode of fighting it's not you versus the other person. It's you working together as a team facing this problem to try to figure out a solution together. Um, But you have a lot of people within a relationship that will fight and blame the other person because they don't want to take responsibility or it's too hard because they're like, shit, no, maybe I'm, I'm the issue and I've got to look in the mirror and say, what can I do differently and whatnot? Um, But yeah, it's just what I, for anybody that, (laughs) gone through the divorce in a marriage relationship, you're by yourself right now. I highly suggest getting into the world of personal development. Um, and every day, just reading two, 10 pages a day. Um, if that and just starts taking that information and start growing and whatnot,
0: Well, so what, did, what did Jim quick says that if you read what 45 minutes a day, mm. you can read a, a book a week. Yep. And then just to go back a little bit, and I, I'm pretty sure that this was somebody on, on, on your podcast, before that said you know they had gone through marriage counseling and they had gone through um, just counseling as an individual Mm -hmm. and they said that the individual counseling had done more for them their marriage Mm -hmm. than the actual marriage counseling because essentially what was happening was the marriage counseling was just piggybacking off of the individual and so really if you just cut that out and just do this and you come together it's everything, and we've said this, you and I, many times, it's, it's, it's an internal thing. You gotta mm-hmm. work on the inside of you and then the rest will just kind of fall in place.
1: Yeah, and actually that was uh, Lauren Chesmore that actually brought that up um, and talked about that, which was, this is very profound because it's like, this is, I'm saying it. Um, and it's funny because I don't think I shot you over that episode. There was a podcast, or not a podcast, a YouTube video with Dr. Shafell um, who's talking on the Mind Valley stage, um, Machine Lachiani runs Mind Valley and they'll have a stage where speakers will come on. And she was talking about the fact that a lot of relations where we're at as adults, a lot of our shit that we're dealing with is because it started in our childhood um and so you um go through you grow up as a kid and you don't get the validation you don't get heard um and then you get into a relationship and it's two people that are stunted maturity wise in the relationship department and they're looking at each other to say no you i have to be heard you have to hear me um and so i started laughing and i started hearing that i was like oh man (laughs) and i told people i was like you have to complete yourself. The other person is not there to complete you. They're there to compliment you. Um, and when I when I heard the audio, I was like, I've been saying this the last month. And so when I send it to people, I'm like, I've already spoken on this and this was the first time I saw this video. So it's not me coming off of what she stated and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's so interesting just to see how that works. And then she actually talked about too, she's like, When people go see therapists, and this is the thing. If you need to see a therapist because you have a lot of shit that you're dealing with and you're way down at rock bottom, you need somebody to help you up to bring you back to a baseline. Mm -hmm. So that way you can go find a coach and have that partnership where they can take you from there up to thriving and whatnot. But she's like, a lot of people would end up cutting – a lot of sessions out and saving themselves a lot of money. If they would go to that first session and be like, yeah, I'm responsible. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am the one that caused whatever. But when you think about it, a lot of people don't want to do that because they're like, "Now nah, I've got to take responsibility. i got to look in the mirror and say, yep, I have to work on this. I am the issue. Mm-hmm. And um, this is. Just-
0: I mean, even but even that internal stuff sometimes can just be, you're not aware of what happens in your surroundings. Like sometimes there there's a thing, a difference between you know being self-involved or self-centered and focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're building ourselves, we're building the internal part, and through that we can become aware about the situations and the happenings that are going around around us. So when you can do that on a conscious level within your within your within you, mm-hmm. then you can start seeing, oh, look how I'm reacting to this situation. And and i'm not noticing my wife or i'm not noticing my husband i'm more just in in, involved with what's you know my workings but as you do the personal development you're you become aware of things
1: Mm.
0: that you're like oh that makes a lot of sense yeah and um when i was going through my journey in personal development i really started connecting dots about what i was doing wrong in the relationship to, to put a barrier between my wife and I Mm. and that again you know I I've opening up and seeing what she was needing from me not so much to complete her right but just what she was needing from the relationship and it was just I I mean we could probably go on for days about work that person development what that does for your relationship Mm. and for in any relationship is is mind-blowing
1: yep and I think it's uh it's just it's powerful um, but it's also one of those things too that like going into the next relationship I know one of my biggest things that I'm looking at going into the next relationship is an individual ha- that has a growth mindset um, that is always looking to improve themselves and looking to grow um, but that's also come with my journey and where I'm hey, at. <laughs> it's taken a long time um, because I know where I'm at because I have to laugh um, I want on one this was about two years ago. I, don't, I recall, I went out on a date with somebody I met online and um, she's like, do you think my accent's funny? And she had a Southern accent. And so um, I was like, no. And she's like, well, people at my work make fun of me for it. I was like, well, why are you letting it bother you? Um, this is who you are. Right. Um, but when that brought up, I was like, Nope, Nope. And so it's one of those things that it's just, I don't know what to say um, because you, I have to remember people are looking at life through their own lens. Yeah. Um, but it comes down to that validation piece and wanting everybody to love you and trying to be driven by being validated by everybody else. Um, but I think that's the personal development realm that's really helped me out that it's on me. Um, the relationships are just a complimentary piece and I don't have to worry about it. So if something does happen, then that's on them. Um, if, if they end up having an expired relationship, they walk out. Okay. Um, cool. I'm not relying on them to complete me.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and that, that kind of just coincides with your, yours, the Fuji lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. It's either you like me for who I am or you, or you don't. Yep. So either you like me because I have an accent or, or you don't. Yep. I really don't care at this point. No, I only want the people around me and that's and how, how much more important is that? in in a marriage or in a new relationship it's look i've gotten myself to a point where i feel like i'm complete and that's where the compliment's going to happen because either you're going to accept this or you're not and when you accept it then you're on this common plane and then you're accepting that person for the completeness that they found and then the completeness that you found and then that compliment does happen Yeah. and that's just mutual respect and that's really like if you think about it that I think a lot of relationships just, they don't have the mutual respect. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. And I think because in uh, Jay's book, he had talked about, he went and listened to this monk speak and the guy had spoken that you have to be mindful that planting trees under whose shade we do not plan to sit. Um, And I look at this aspect now with my journey and my two daughters, um, working with them and helping them with that mindset piece. Um, That way it impacts my great 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 grandchildren times six when i'm not around right because it had passed down and i'm planning that that flag as a legacy to say this is no more um this is what's going to take place going forward and um i it's just one of those powerful things and whatnot but i think it's also the awareness piece and so you have to be mindful about focusing on the root cause and not try to focus on all the branches and leaves and whatnot. Focusing on the root cause of what's going on. Right. Um, and a lot of the root causes are self. <laughs> As always, over there barking. barking. <laughs> she never
0: barks.
1: Sorry about that. So that's going to be extremely loud. wait, <laughs> there are people out there
0: right now. So, <laughs> Zoe, goodness. That's strange. She never barks. I don't know. She's got to protect the house, man. She's she's just saying, speak the truth, Scott. Speak the truth. But
1: I I find it funny too, because you'll start coming into relationships and my whole shift has really helped out. Um, I come true to myself to the table and you'll come across people that will be like, why are you showing me kindness when I don't deserve it? And it's, it's, those interesting parts when you listen to how people speak mm-hmm. and then you'll hear them joke mm-hmm. and you'll be like, you've got to be very cautious on this. Mm-hmm. I understand it's a joke. Um, and we try to make comedy, uh, we try to bring comedy to everything to lessen the blow, but I'm like, your subconscious mind does not know if this is good, bad or good joke or bad joke. Right. It's going to look to find things to answer your joke mm-hmm. and show you if you say you're a piece of garbage, hey here you go here's all the reasons
0: well and the other aspect of that is they'll say that and they'll be oh, i was just kidding no you weren't mm-hmm. because that that knee-jerk response that just came out that is you that's mm-hmm. that is what you have ingrained in your mind already in your subconscious mind you believe that about yourself jokingly or, or not uh, you know that that part comes from your heart right so we this happened just last night. Somebody said something just why well, I didn't mean to say that." Yeah, you did. I mean, because you gotta love that. I mean, because when it comes out that way, is that's coming from here, right, mm-hmm. or, or your subconscious aspect? So, why do people feel like, and where did it come from? Where was like, I, I'm just a piece of crap and I don't deserve it, or, mm-hmm. or or whatever that is? Sure, you do. Stop telling yourself you don't because yep. you do. Everybody does. I mean, and people are going to argue, well, what about the person that killed 12 people? All right. I mean, we can split hairs here. But I mean, in general, people in relationships, you both deserve to be happy. You both deserve the best in life. You both are great. You know, we are all made great. Mm -hmm. And so we all need to get back to that greatness.
1: Yeah. And it it goes back to the whole, you've got to really question your belief system. You've got to look and see what stories you're telling yourself. That paradigm that's in your head um, that somebody else shifted, shifted somebody that shoved it into your head and said, no, this is what you're going to believe. This is good for you. Um, And it's just a sad part. But that's the thing though, too, with love, Um, freaking, we have, Disney and you have all the TV shows and it doesn't help out because your vision of love could be what you saw with your parents. (laughs) So you're like, well, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's true.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's true. Like we, how are we programmed when it comes to relationships? What are we mapping that out to be? And that's where I think it comes into play of what you were saying is, don't worry about what your parents had, or you know what Aladdin has, or mm-hmm. or whatever. What is it you want yep. in that relationship? And build it from there. Like create create your perfect relationship mm-hmm. instead of just trying to mimic what other people have. Because what may have been working for them isn't gonna work for you. I mean, we're we're all individuals. But so create just create the perfect marriage. Yep.
1: And that's, I think, that's powerful too. But then people will be like, "Well, how's it going to happen?" I was like, "You don't know how it's going to happen. Just know your, your what and the why. Yeah. The how will happen." Um, but it's one of those things that I always tell people. I'm like, "Your thoughts lead to feelings. Your feelings lead to actions. Your actions lead to results." Yeah. Um, and so if you have these thoughts that you're not worthy, you don't deserve it, you're gonna feel bad about yourself. You're gonna feel. You're gonna feel like why do I need to do anything? And then your actions, you're going to go out there and start, if you don't do the shifts, you're going to start attracting the same shit that you dealt with before. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be like, well, what's going on here? Like, why am I in the same relationship that I just got out of? And then your results, you're going to be like, this sucks. Um, I hate life. I hate all relationships. I'm not meant to be loved. I'm not meant to be in a relationship, but this is the thing. Like people have to understand too, as humans, we're social creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, But it also comes down to the fact too, though, that we, we're in tribes. And so your tribe, you had different individuals in your tribe for different things. Um, I think a lot of times we look at our spouse or our romantic partner to be that person that fills everything. And I'm like, you can't put the onus on somebody like that. Like you've got your friends for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, coming from a male, female being a guy like your male friends are going to give you a different light, different perspective than your female romantic partner. Right. Um, but I think that's the other thing too, is like, we've got to the point where like everybody's the end all be all and all this and that. And I'm like, that's not how this works. Uh, we gotta understand where our tribe mentality. Um, and you gotta build your tribe Yeah, because maybe your romantic partner, your spouse hasn't dealt with it before. Maybe they've had a different life experience that they've never known what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I think that's the other thing, though, is looking and saying, okay, is somebody holding space for you? Even if they don't understand the empathy aspect, um, but you also have to hold space for yourself, and you got to give yourself grace and whatnot. Yeah. So it's just one of those things that I just look, and when I see different things, like people are getting upset, crying, and they're like, why, did, why am I not getting the same thing? It's like, well, are you working on yourself? Are you doing the work and that's the toughest part because doing the work you're like now i've got to go look and say okay what did i do wrong right what do i need to grow from what do i need to bring into the next relationship um, but that can be a tough piece
0: yeah well I, I so again it's just a mindset thing which you said you know your your feelings are going to produce actions and the actually gonna, are going to produce the results but then what's the the, the layer on top of that it's what you're focusing focusing on is what's producing the feelings right Mm because it's your conscious thoughts are are being impressed in your subconscious which generates the feelings which brings the actions which gives you the results so if we're continuously focusing on the fact that we're not worthy or we can only we're only worthy enough for this certain type of relationship then that that cyclic action is going to bring you that same exact relationship and so it all goes back to what we were just saying right Mm -hmm. What is it you want? What what kind of relationship do you want to create? And then focus on that relationship and then say, okay, this is what I want. What kind of personal development do I need to, to go there? And then with those things, and I always say when you start to focus on your dreams and your wishes and your ambitions and your desires, what happens is, The the feelings are different because Mm -hmm. those conscious thoughts are pressing on your subconscious, which are generate the feelings of anticipation, of excitement, Mm -hmm. uh, of gratitude, of all those good feelings that really drive the results and the the actions to get to give you the results that you need to get that relationship that you want. And it's just it's just where are you? Where are you? placing your focus on what it was your conscious thoughts working on. And if it's going to be on that negative aspect, you're going to get negative in return. You're going to go for the positive. You'll get the positive in return.
1: Well, and I think it's funny because well, not funny, but interesting because my mom is really big into following the uh, teachings of Neville Goddard. And so he talks about the fact that you, what you're thinking of and whatnot is actually you're pushing yourself out on other people. Mm. Um, And so if you've got these negative thoughts about yourself, you're pushing that out onto other people and that's like a mirroring effect. You're going to find that in other people. Um, And so, but it all goes (laughs) goes back to the mindset piece.
0: It does. And I think people just need to understand that it doesn't matter what you're going through in life, divorce, relationship. I mean, I I think it was probably Titus, maybe was, or maybe he talked about it with me, but his whole mindset, of going through the divorce would make the divorce aspect so a much easier mm-hmm. process of, well, I just want us both to be safe. yeah, Right. And so that, that's a mindset. But if you go into there into, into a divorce going, you know, I'm going to be vindictive. Now it's time for revenge or whatever. Your divorce is going to be a living hell. Yeah. And so, and that's, so that's mindset in that aspect mindset. And okay, well, after the divorce, where do we go? Well, if you're going to believe that you're a failure or you're unworthy, then you're never going to be worthy for anything ever again. So yep. again, it's your mindset. You want success in business. It's your mindset. How everything revolves. <laughs> is, our, our minds are so flipping powerful. Yep. And, and people don't, you know, we're, we're taught that we're limited in, in mm-hmm. what we can do. But really, if you think about what your thoughts can do for you, I mean, I, I, every time I, I see a special or read a book, or really dive into the science of what our minds do, mm. I just sit and, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty spiritual person, so I just sit in awe of the creation that God right. has done. And, like, he has really given us everything we possibly could need to be <laughs> happy within ourselves. Yeah. But it's all your mindset. Yeah.
1: And I have to laugh because I actually talked to an individual that used to be a pastor, Dennis Moffat. Um, he's gone through a divorce. But he was talking about the fact that, and this is also a hard pressed uh, issue too, is with the, the Christians and whatnot. Um, everybody's like, divorce is bad, this and that. And uh, like, God didn't intend divorce, but this is like, if you actually do studies, what it was was God looked down upon the putting out of the wife without giving the right, saying, hey, I'm, I'm tired of you. You pissed me off. Get out of here. He's like, what God really hated was the women getting pushed out of the house without that right. Because if they didn't get that right, they were stuck into, ending up becoming prostitutes. Um, And so, but that's the thing, like the Christian faith and whatnot, some of those things that are passed down. Because this is the other thing. And so I don't, whatever, we're getting on this one. But he was talking about with the, the King James Version. He said, that's the worst Bible to study. Because King James in England gave a decree of fourteen to sixteen things to be kept out of the Bible, right? And so it's one of those things that you're like, okay, this is what the Bible's saying, uh, but then think about it too, though. You have pastors that are interpreting it, and yeah. you're going to get different interpretations and whatnot. So
0: it's like, <laughs> which one? Which one? I, yeah, I know, and I don't know that there's an, an easy answer to that because i I mean i went through the same thing with 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 my divorce of oh lord what's you know is this what does this mean Mm. and i'm not going to say at that time i I probably wasn't the most spiritual person right i mean when i was i ran away from home when i was 16 i did that because i was really trying to escape Mm. that aspect right i wanted to do my own thing i want to do things that were going against what we were you know most were being taught in church so when i went through all that And so I I wouldn't say that I had put God in the forefront of my relationship to begin with. And so that really, that was another aspect of that going, is that why it failed? And Mm. because I wasn't this, and I thought sometimes we just overthink things, but you know, there's an aspect with mine and nothing really happened. She just, she, I mean, we, and it's a whole other pod, podcast episode about what was going on in in her mind. But we've we've definitely had some conversations afterwards. Yeah. But she again had her own inner work that she had to do, and that there's she's she felt like she just it just wasn't right for her, and and so there was this aspect she wanted to go. The Bible says that they want to go, let them go. Mm. It doesn't say try to you know. It's I I tried. I asked, hey, do do we want to go to marriage counseling? Blah blah blah. She's like. Nope, I just feel like this is what I need to do, and I'm yeah. like, cool. And I think from that point, whether it was right or wrong, I just I just washed my hands of it and said, I'm from now on, I just I'll just go off and do the best that I can from here on out, you yeah. know. And and but I think too many people, and even afterward, will just focus on the back end of it. We're going, oh, way back when I got a divorce and blah, wow. I did this wrong, and it, okay, great, move on. <laughs>
1: And I think, so there's a couple of different things here. So one is the saying that we both heard that a man convinced against his own will is still of the same opinion still. So if you try to convince somebody, you're not going to do anything. They have their opinions. So right. you can't really convince somebody. Right. Um, that's where you you have to be complete yourself. You got to focus on yourself. Um, but the uh, other thing too is the interesting thing is I was listening to a speaker, who was it I'm blanking on it um, but he was saying that he was on the plane oh it's Tim's story he was talking about he he sat down next to this gentleman who was talking to him and he was asking and he asked the gentleman he's like are you married or are you single he's like I'm divorced All right. yeah. and then he he asked him several times and the guy kept giving him the same answer and he's like Tim's like okay how long have you been divorced for 17 years. And so the fact that he's like, think about that. That person's using that as a
0: crutch yeah.
1: to not move forward. And so when I thought about that, I'm like, how, how often do, if somebody asks me, are you married or uh, single, how often do I tell them I'm divorced? Because think about it. Like, you're applying for something. It's like, are you married, single, single divorce? divorced?
0: Yeah. And so there's the, the option for that. There's that stigma. <laughs> like, once it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm divorced, so therefore it's, it's like it's, – <laughs> It's like an alcoholic, I, and I hate to say this, but it's true, right? So, you know, alcoholics—they're forever alcoholics. They—they mm. they go through AA, they kick their addiction, and then years, years have gone by, and they haven't touched a drop, and but they still label themselves as an alcoholic. Mm. Well, so what? What point in time does it come to? I've reset that. I've reset that button. I'm not yes, I'm divorced for so long, but so when do you say, yeah. Oh, I'm single.
1: And that's where you got to make that determination. Yeah. But that's the other thing too. It's interesting because you'll hear people that'll be like, Hey, this person, I, I know this person, they've got divorced. They go into another relationship. They seem to be happy. When is it my time? When does that happen? And I'm like, you've got to look at it. and That's work that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And your body and your mind is going to determine when, okay, you're ready. But it's also, I think it comes out of the thoughts again. It's like here you go, your <laughs> mind's gonna say, "Nope, you're not ready." You've you got to learn something here. Um, but that can be a tough thing for people because we're such in a uh, society of comparing. Yeah.
0: Well, no, I, I think you're right, and I think it is that the more you tell yourself again, yeah, your thoughts, the more you tell yourself you're not ready, you're not gonna be. And there's what, so Henry Ford said, "Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, mm. you're right." It's really, what is it you think? So if if you feel like you want to have a relationship and you keep telling yourself that you're not ready, you're never going to be ready. When you get that feeling, go with the feeling and say, cool, I got the feeling, I'm ready. And when you start telling yourself that you're ready, you'll be ready.
1: Well, it's interesting too, because it's like, you'll you'll see these rules of dating, like, oh, if you get somebody's number, wait three days. (laughs) It's like, what? Out of here with that bullshit. But it's one of those things that it's like, hey, this is the role of society. Let's, follow, Let's it. follow it. It's like, screw with that. That's freaking stupid as ever you'll ever see.
0: I, I agree. I'm like, you know what? If you want to call the next day, call the next day. If if, if, if that person thinks that you're now are, uh, are what's the word? pathetic or whatever, then yeah. so be it. Then you don't need them.
1: Well, then. Uh, I've heard it said because you'll have a lot of people, especially for females. It's like, let me play hard to get. I'm like, why? If you like the guy, don't play hard to get, but it's mm-hmm. this whole stigma and the crazy ass stupid shit.
0: Well, but stupid is that the guy, cause they have to play the game because that's the rules that society has set out. And so we all, well, I shouldn't say we all, cause we don't, right? Cause we've, we've changed our mindset, but, the vast majority plays within the rules that society gives us. Yeah. and But that's not the, those really, there are no rules. <laughs> There's, I mean, there isn't. This, we make our own rules. Again, think of it up here of what you want, go out and get what it is you want. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, it's just funny, uh, but this is also my thought process, so I, I may be on my own island for everything, which is okay. Uh, you either love me or you hate me, but there's no in-between with me, so you know where I stand with you. Yeah. Um, there has been times that I like, I'll just speak the truth, and I'm like, if you don't like it, well, uh, you gotta look and see why you don't like it. <laughs> um, if I'm speaking the truth and you're like, that sucks and that's so stupid, well, why does it suck and why is it stupid?
0: <laughs> I, I do remember in one as a kid in, in the church that I, there's something that always stuck out to me that was, you can tell when it's the truth because it rubs you wrong. Mm. And so when you feel like this uncomfortableness, that's something that's going against some whatever lie. So, I mean, it's just that you just judge that on there. Mm. So you like, oh, I don't like that spot because it's the truth. And so you need to change something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's good times. It's a good time. So now we got, of course, as we run through the pod decks, so we've got these out here. Um We'll run through them very easy. Anybody that does live stream, broadcasting, thinking about getting into podcasting or you're already doing it, I highly suggest getting these tools here, pod decks. Um, I know I've got a code that you can utilize that's 10% off of your first order. It's Let's Go Six. Um, but i know travis has come out with a web-based application that you can download apple's already got it uh android should be out the 27th of november of what he's saying but in there it's got like 12 decks um, so for what we have physically it's five decks and whatnot so but it's funny because I've watched videos that you've done and <laughs> usually I'll watch a little bit and then I'll scroll through and whatnot and then I'll get to them because I love watching that stuff Seriously. because you'll watch people and their reactions. Right. They're yeah. like, what is this?
0: <laughs> I think it's cool. Like the pot deck things. And I'm, I'm actually glad you introduced them to me because it does take it to a different level, but it's really strange how the questions, as random as they are will always end up coming back around to whatever the topic was. And it's, so, I mean, I I have yet to get an outlandish one. Um, (laughs) So maybe that's just it, but
1: that could be why. So the first one that I pulled here was it's the interview deck. What things do you do every day that you wish could be automated?
0: So there's, there's a lot. So cooking, if, i wish there would be so like if star trek could just could come to reality where we could just walk up and say i want this and it was just happen you know that would be awesome and then um dishes like i know we have dishwashers and that's automated but i still have to load it yeah. and you know i have kids and so, so sometimes they can do it but when they're not around <laughs> something I got to do. And I could be reading books. I could be doing whatever yeah. r- rather than cooking food and doing dishes. So those would be the two things that
1: I think with everything that I do now, I think doing the live <laughs> streaming, doing the podcast. Um, ultimately the thing that if I could automate it was being able to take the thoughts that I have to give the titles and to do the editing and all that, like just do it that way. So I don't have to worry about that. Right now, I think that's that would be the things that if I could automate, that's what it would be because it would be a lot less work, um, but it's okay. So I, I enjoy it because it's the creative process and whatnot, but it's very interesting when you start looking. But going back to your cooking aspect, you have subscription services that put everything together <laughs> so, for you. You just have to still cook it.
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and I, really, that, that's just... I don't, I don't want to say it's a laziness aspect, but it, there is a little bit of that. I, I just... I could be doing so many other things and really if, if the kids aren't here, I I probably won't cook. Didn't. Well,
1: I, I find it funny too because I, I know people in the business world and whatnot and there's people that have nannies. There's people that will have people that will professionally prep their meals. Mm-hmm. So there's a way that automates it for you. You still have somebody else doing it for you, but I you,
0: mean, yeah, maybe one day I'll I'll get to that point.
1: Oh, it, it's coming. We we already know. So <laughs> um let's see here. So this these are funny so what technology do you wish existed (laughs)
0: can can we go back to the star trek in making my food situation that's the technology i want um so hmm, i don't know like i I utilize well i shouldn't say i utilize i've been finding a lot of technologies that actually already exist that have been making my life a lot easier right Mm. so You know writing this this new book with with google speak and you can just talk and it and it types it out there's i i don't know that i think i wish there was something that existed i wish that it would be improved upon. Hmm. like i wish those voice things would actually listen to pauses and add commas and periods instead of just doing these run-on sentences that last forever because <laughs> i to me it's like i then i still have to go back and <laughs> go back in and do that but i mean that's I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just way overthinking that, but I think that that would be because I, I don't know. I like the more I read and the more I start writing, writing for books and stuff, the more I just, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. And the fact that you can talk through it. And I feel like that really gets the emotion out, but then it doesn't, and it's easier, but then I have to go back through and add that, add that all in there. Yeah. And then you start quite second guessing what it is you said. <laughs> like, well, maybe I should rearrange that word. Cause I don't,
1: well, so it's like when I write my notes, my writing's so small that I'll start reading, and I'll be like, I think it says this. And then I'm like, nope, scratch that. i got to go back. And so Merm's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I, I'm reading my writing, and it, it needs to get a little bit bigger and whatnot. Yeah, it um, does.
0: I, I've seen your writing. It's, it's a little... <laughs> If you need a microscope to see what it is that you said. A magnifying glass. It's not okay. even a microscope. No, it's even too small for a magnifying glass.
1: <laughs> um, with the technology that existed, ultimately, like, if we could get it to where we have these, uh, like, the banking tubes where you put the money in there and it sucks up, if we could have that where we could just get shot up through the tubes to, uh, like, never. Woo, buddy. Like, that would cut out a lot, a lot. Um But it's like these futuristic technologies and whatnot for me. Um, But, yeah, it's interesting just to see, like, things that are coming into fruition and whatnot, like virtual reality. And we have to deal with uh, artificial intelligence, which that's a funny thing. They're like, why do you want to deal with something that the name is artificial intelligence? It's made up intelligence.
0: (laughs) right right
1: <laughs> so it's, it's it's an interesting thing and whatnot but i think right now just uh decreased travel and whatnot like especially flying like flying overseas that takes so long
0: so you're so you're you're wanting kind of that uh the polar express where have you have you seen that movie with your girls yeah where they they are they jump into some little turbo pod thing that takes them. Mm -hmm. That's what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. But it's interesting. It's funny, but you know what? Like that's where you can start dreaming and start creating your realities. But that's also where you start thinking about the audacious, hairy goals that everybody looks at you like they're crazy. This is funny because um, I was listening, listening or reading and they were talking about the Wright brothers. And so when they talk about, Flying, their dad was a priest or pastor, and he's like, "Humans aren't meant to fly. You're gonna go to hell if you fly." Imagine if they would have listened to their dad. We wouldn't have airplanes. We wouldn't have airplanes. Yeah, so it's it's one of those interesting things. So now, and I find this funny because this has not been opened yet. So it took me a little bit to open it. Um, it's the Which those? Would You Rather deck.
0: Yeah, I haven't done those ones. Yet.
1: So, Would You Rather wear a onesie 24 seven for a year? Or a horse head costume for a month straight.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So my daughter came over; she dropped my grandson off, and they were going to a Halloween party on Friday. And she she came back to pick him up. She was "Man, they were all these people were in onesies, and they looked so comfortable." And the more I thought about that, like I've never, you know, as an adult, I don't have worn a onesie since. <laughs> I don't even know when. I don't even remember. But so I think I'd go with that because. Watching the little kids run around those ones, they yeah. do seem pretty pretty comfy. Too.
1: And so we have Danielle McCarthy that commented. She said, uh, Jetson tubes for travel, just like the Jetsons.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jettison tubes. That's a good
1: one. Yep. so we got a few things futuristic and whatnot, but also give a shout-out to Danielle because she's on the challenge also of uh, doing 30 days of uh, posting. So anybody that – is looking for another podcast to uh, check out. Check out Danielle's uh, Coffee Chicks and Cash. Um, great information, the female perspective when it comes to money and all that, just very powerful.
0: And I'm gonna, I'll say this too: don't let the Coffee Chicks and Cash, as a guy, turn you off because the information. I listen to Danielle's podcast, and the information that is put out there is just re- Just as relevant for you know, the male species is, mm-hmm. and really like, I really enjoy it. Cause there's a whole holistic thing when it comes to, to mindset. Right. Yep. And so if you want to be completely, you know, tuned in to every aspect and the finances and the money there's, that's part of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause there is, I think it was on her first, the first episode she was talking about, or her guest was talking about, we don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. It's like this, this, faux pas thing to talk about it yep. and really and that's just our mindset so when we're trying to go for this whole holistic approach of of you know what does success mean whether it whether it's financially or whether it's through health or whatever you have to wrap your head around all of it and, and her podcast is just it's an amazing one for that so yep. I, I fully support people listening to that as well
1: yep so i'll put that in the uh comments and also share that because i know she came on as a uh co-host uh like the, maybe the first, the fifth episode, if I remember right, (laughs) we've gone and I think we're at, this is episode 27 for the podcast. Um, So she was like the first, she was actually our first uh, guest to come on as a co-host for the podcast. So I'll put that in the show notes um, and then I'll update it for the video too with that information. But yeah, check it out and whatnot. Um, And for me, like, you know, I'm going to go either way. But I would much rather have my face free-flowing so people can see me smiling um, because it's that human connection piece, being able to smile and whatnot, because it's a micro exchange of energy for people when you smile. Um, So I will wear the onesie for a year straight. It's all good. Um, Jasper, Jasper Axelrad with uh tabala she we're gonna have her come on the dreamer cypher and she's like can we wear onesies and patrick's like sure (laughs) patrick's not so game for that sometimes i'm like yeah let's go um because we did a spicy chocolate challenge uh that we did a live stream on so we're also talking about the one chip challenge that yeah, Patrick was not very happy when you go watch that video because he already did it once. Um, and Sharon's like, hey, you want to do this? I was like, yep, let's go. <laughs> Patrick was not happy with it. So it's funny. Um, but it very interesting just to get out there and just be, be yourself and not have any issues of not showing up true to yourself and whatnot. Too many people don't want to do it. Yeah. So the last one that we have is what the heck questions. I'm excited, though, to be able to download the actual app because I have an Android, so it's not out until the 27th of November. But oh, yeah. one of the decks is uh, How Dare You. So it's, like, very comedic stuff, and there's, like, 185 questions in that deck. Right. I was like, all right, here we go. So um, And then, like, one's a futuristic deck. So I'm like, <laughs> more power. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper over or under
0: Over.
1: <laughs> somebody said there is a schematic or blueprint for the, the development of toilet paper um, I look at it, I'm like, as long as I have toilet paper I'm like, what's the big deal with it going over or under I'm like,
0: as long as it's there I don't know why that's just the way I was. I just always remembered it being over. So,
1: <laughs> are you one of those people that if you go to somebody's house and it's under, like you change it?
0: I don't, but my <laughs> ex-wife would. She 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 would flat out tell, "Yep, I'll go in there and I'll rearrange that." Oh man, <laughs> look cool. I mean, that's one way to cause a lot of stress. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess when it comes down to it, though, like as long as you have something to to. To clean yourself up with does it really matter
1: but you can talk about that though too they've uh like you have a lot of countries that have bidets yeah and so they don't have toilet paper and being an american you start thinking about that you're like that is so crazy like i don't want water shot up my butt and whatnot <laughs> but think about it you're taking toilet paper and you're wiping your butthole with it what if the toilet paper breaks and then you end up having a finger that drags across
0: <laughs> that's true well and i was reading i don't remember why i was reading some stupid history thing about the uh the way things were in the wild west about hygiene and things and and they obviously they didn't have toilet paper they used this was quite disturbing so i apologize but they used corn cobs, right and they just re reused the same corn cobs. so i mean again just be happy you have water or toilet paper and Who cares about how it was
1: true, but you have arguments that start over this and I'm like, all right, whatever. (laughs) That's that's what you're looking at life and whatnot. But it's just like one of those things that you go look and see like how much water it takes to make toilet paper make a roll. Somebody said it's like fifty five gallons of water to create toilet paper, a roll. So you're using a lot of water to create Paper that's gonna go flush down the toilet and whatnot. So, but I've talked to people and they're like, I, I don't want to get water up my butthole. I'm like, well, I think it's a little bit cleaner than you having your fingers right there.
0: But it, again, it's just that's just the paradigm that we were raised in. We were raised that's just. Mm. For those who utilize it in those countries, that's a common thing for them. They don't know that it's strange. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: We feel it's strange. But, I mean, really, it just, again, it's, it just is what it is until we we assign something to
1: it. I have to laugh because somebody, I just saw somebody's watching this at this point. So, if you're like, what is going on here? Talk about toilet paper, fingers near your butthole and all that. This is how we run things. So, like, the end of the show is just off the cuff. Here we go. <laughs> so but um man appreciate you taking the time to jump on here uh if there what anything else that you want to share um if anybody wants to get in contact with you because i know you've got your coaching business with the mindset piece um how would they go about to do that
0: um so there's quite a few ways so i have the the um, garrettgoggins.com you can go there and there's uh contact information but really a lot of my stuff is done through Dr. Garrett Goggins Facebook page and so you can IM me there Um, and really I I love people just jump on asking asking questions like I don't know it's just I have the program but I I, I enjoy the networking aspect of it just just as much and uh, some people don't feel like they need a coach and that's fine let's Mm -hmm. just get together we can talk we can Talk about! I love. I mean, that's. I guess my passion is just turning into this mindset piece. So when I get going, it's it's a uh, it's fun. But those those are the main two avenues. Um, if they're interested in more of the mindset aspect, there is the uh, on the Garrett God, They can download the ebook "Moving Upstream Without a Paddle," which is what the my podcast is based on. Um, quick read, but uh, and I think there's also my master classes on there. So, so okay. some good. Just some good information for them for the mindset piece.
1: Yep. And I highly suggest people just taking up uh, Garrett on his offer, reaching out to him, talk to him. Um, he's, he's huge on helping individuals with just changing the mindset piece. Um, I've seen the work that he's done on himself. And when it – like he, he talked about the coach piece. Like a lot of people don't think they need a coach. But people have to understand that you have to have that unobjective person that's there to give you gentle accountability Give you a look from the outside in that you may not see. Um, and as coaches, we're not here to tell you what you need to do. This is what you need to do for your life. No, it's asking you questions because as individuals, we're the hero of our own life, we're the expert of our own life. Um, and so it's just helping you out with that um, because having people sit with you um, just in the shit and just be there for you. That can be huge for you as an individual. So, um, But thank you guys for your time. If you have any questions in the show notes, we do have the email that you can reach out to myself and Miriam. It's TJ, so the journey beyond... BD0711 at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us that way. We have our Facebook group, the um, After Divorce Grace Laughter Lessons, that you can come join. Um, we did have somebody that recently joined from the UK. So I don't know. We have individuals that have listened to the podcast before that are in the uk um so if that's who you are uh thank you for jumping on there hopefully we can give you that space and that safe space for you um but other than that uh looking forward to coming back next week provide more value share more uh share more tools and whatnot and just uh, have give you this family and the space for you so we'll catch you guys next week
0: yeah same for my people thank you scott (laughs) y'all know how to get in touch with scott and miriam now um, if you're going through a divorce, definitely. But, I mean, they're 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 the people to reach out to, just because you do need a safe space. And um, so I, I I listen. I haven't. It's been years since I've gone through my divorce. I still find information in your guys's podcast that I can relate to today. So I strongly encourage reaching reaching out to them and and just know that we're doing 30 days every single day. There's <laughs> going to be something on these podcasts. So. Um, tune in and you can get just inspired or whatever you need from us so yep all right let's go let's go